Well, here we go. Part 1 of Ephesians 5, 25-31, the most amazing paragraph in the world concerning the high calling of a husband to love his wife. I broke it into two paragraphs here, two parts, it's one paragraph, uh, because I want you to see how these two are parallel and different from each other. Let's go back first to the preceding section where we saw that the call to wives to submit to their own husbands as to the Lord was grounded, based on the husband being the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. And I said that in 25 to 33, we would see how Paul takes this this headship of the husband, and more specifically the headship of the wife, and draws out the things that he thinks are most necessary for men to hear, for how they should exercise their headship, their leadership, their supplying, their protecting. So that's where we're going. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. A quote from Genesis 2, 24. Father, as we try to get the big picture now of this unit, I pray that you would guide our thinking and help us to put our finger on the heart of the matter. Here at the outset, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So notice, husbands love your wives in the same way Husbands should love their wives. So the two key commands here, husbands, love your wives, followed by an as here, followed by an as here. Something is going to be said about the way the husbands should love their wives. Do it as. The way husbands love their wives. Do it as. And what's the difference in the way they do it? As Christ loved the church, as they love their own bodies. Now that's the basic parallel structure between these two units here. I think what follows in all of that 
is to explain how Christ loved the church so that then the husbands could model their love on that. And what follows here is how a person loves his own body and how you could model your love on that. Now, here's a very puzzling thing. What does in the same way mean? In the same way as what you just saw in how Christ loved the church, you now, husbands, should love your wives as your own body. That's really important and tantalizing. I'm going to suggest, in other words, that we don't just have here an unpacking of what it means to love your own body. There is that. But he unpacks love for your own body in a way that shows how a husband's love for his wife as his own body is the same as Christ's love for the church. You'll see it. Let's just read it. So you get the big picture here of how these, these two relate. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. Just as Christ does the church. Now, if you stop there, it would sound a lot like this, right? Christ nourishes and cherishes the church. Christ himself gave himself for the church. But he grounds Christ's cherishing and nourishing the church like this. Because we are members of his body. In other words, when he loved the church, he loved himself. That's what this in the same way is getting at. This is drawing out the implication back in verse 23, Christ is the head of the church, his body. So when he is the head of the church, he's the head of his body. When he loves the church, he's loving his own body. It really is his body. It's us. We are distinct, and yet we are united with him. So the, the ground here of Christ's loving the church, no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ nourishes and cherishes the church because the church is him. It's his body. And then he shows that this was already there in the Old Testament, this one flesh reality that makes us Christ. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So already in the Old Testament, before the fall, 
marriage was described as a a holding fast in such a way between husband and wife that they become one flesh so that when you love your wife, you love your own body because she's one flesh with you. And when Christ loved the church, he was loving the members, the arms and legs of his body. Hence, this is a description of Christ's love in the same way that this was. When he was loving the church here and giving himself up for the church and sanctifying the church and cleansing the church and presenting the church to himself in splendor, all of that was being done for his own members, his own body. The difference seems to be something like this. Here, the emphasis fell on what is the aim of love here in this unit when the loved one is viewed as distinct from himself. So Christ is seen here loving the church. It doesn't emphasize loving himself, loving the church. And what it characterizes loving the church when the church is viewed as distinct from Christ is he gives himself for her, he sanctifies her, he cleanses her, he presents her to himself in splendor and beauty. And this describes what the aim of love is when viewed, when the uh, loved one is viewed as part of his own self, namely, the loving of his own body. And we're going to see, I'm going to stop now, but we're going to see later that this has amazing implications for how a husband and a wife find greatest delight in serving the delight of the other. If you cherish a wife, you cherish yourself. If you nourish a wife, you nourish yourself. If you love your wife, you love yourself. If you sanctify and cleanse and present the wife to yourself in splendor, you get the joy, she gets the beauty. We have much to see about the wonder of Christian marriage as we move forward.